When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Big Three Podcast with Brian Robb, Michael Pina, and Rich Levine. All right, welcome into a special dinner edition of the Big Three Podcast. Uh, my name is Brian Robb. I'm joined by Michael Pina and Rich Levine live in Las Vegas uh, following the Celtics' defeat of the Los Angeles Lakers in front of a sold-out Thomas Mack Center. And, gentlemen, we sit here in a booth to uh, dissect a little, probably the the most attended game in Summer League history, should we say? While you dissect your, uh, what would you get there, grilled chicken? Yeah, a little grilled chicken action. So. Grilled chicken. Mike what, Mike, what do you have, a chicken sandwich? A little Baja chicken sandwich. It's, it's not that good, I'm going to yeah. be honest. I, I wish got, I got what Rich got. They cooked it for an hour, so you know it's going to be good. Yeah, I got the Philly cheesesteak. I think I'm the I'm the MD of the table at this point. Um, all right, so let's talk about the Celtics. Um, the game was pretty it was pretty intense for a for a summer league game. I mean, maybe because it was like a home game for the Lakers. There were so many Lakers fans at that game. Um, I don't know that the Celtics. I mean, did we, we didn't even talk about this like it's a real game, right? Like, let's, should we just stop doing that? No one cares. No, about the just, actual uh, game. I mean, the 13 0 start players. for the Lakers. That was like, you know, the Celtics dug themselves a pretty big hole to start. <laughs> and then they had to claw their way back in. Okay, right. so here's, here's a question so Jason who, Tatum. Jason Tatum. That's the, that's the story of the game. Yes, Jason Tatum didn't really get the ball much in the first half. They figured it out to start going to him early enough in the second half. And then, again, continually. He can put up points from wherever he is on the floor. I, you hear all the ISO buzz about him. He takes some questionable shots that hopefully will fade from his game as he gets more on a leash on, on the NBA level. But beyond that, like the up and under, just like the one, the one-footed fadeaway guys. That's like he looks like you know that child looks as almost as good it. as Dirk right yeah, now. You can it say is. It. I mean, it's like it's it can be. It it's can like get if there. Dirk and and Kobe. Had a baby. That's Jason Tatum. Yeah, that turned that that, Co- that Kobe fadeaway. So he's Dirk Kobe, and I think that he has. Like, I think he's got Jordan's like instinct, killer instinct. <laughs> um, but man, this is so. And and I and I'm the one who had mentioned this before that I sort of initially envisioned Tatum as more of like a like Jalen last year coming into this year. But he seems like he's ready to. Again, we're, this is insane that we're talking about this after like a couple summer league games. But he seems like he's ready to contribute. I think he will. Um, I mean, I don't know how many minutes he'll get, just because Brad, especially with Marcus Morris now on the team, and it looking like Tatum's best position in the NBA is probably going to be small ball four. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get, but uh, he's versatile. He's played better defensively than I expected based on like 20 minutes of watching YouTube clips with him <laughs> at Duke. Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely going to play. Uh, time will tell how much, but I mean, offense, he's going to score in the NBA. Like, he's he's very good. 
And uh, speaking of, uh, I guess it's mostly rookie talk, but Lonzo's damn good. I know, he's, I know the shot. I know the shot is his shot. It is so much fun to watch him play. He's a Laker. It hurts to say it, but it, it does feel like watching young Jason Kidd. No, I mean, like, the, he's going to fill up the box score every night with the rebounds, with the assists, and on nights where he can make, you know, a respectable number of his jumpers, he'll, you know, be tallying up all the triple-doubles. I do wonder, though, again, when teams defend him in the NBA, how much is that going to hurt you? Like, kid, you know, kid was good enough where it didn't really matter. He right. obviously developed a jump shot later, but on those Nets teams, he just would, you know, wreak havoc all over the place. You guys are worried about his shot? I'm a little, I mean, like, I guess it's a couple games, but, like, if it doesn't translate to the NBA three, then that's going to be an issue for him. Not to mention, doesn't it seem like he has to shoot from farther away than he should because of his release? He needs to create more space. Right, right. Yeah, and that could be tricky because he's not the most athletic guy in the world. But, no, I think... I don't. I'm not really concerned about the shot that much. I don't. I'm. I, if I had to pick a concern, it would just be like his defense. That would be and like his build. I think he can like fill out a little bit more. But that's basically everybody that age. I. I'm like in love with him. Like from our vantage point, like B Rob, we were sitting along the baseline, and when he there was one play where he, I forget who he juked out. Might have been Jalen. Drove the lane and found Zubac like with this beautiful oh my goodness just like this beautiful dump off pass that his hands were like lightning it was he's very 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 good um do we want to talk about Jalen a little bit yeah well it's a good transition do we there, have to I mean there was there was a moment though in the must have been the first half where Jalen was guarding Lonzo at the top of the key there was something about the the picture I was like I feel like we're going to be seeing this like for many many years like NBA Finals, Lonzo and, and Jalen taking the—that would be amazing. Um, but listen, he had a—he had a bad game. I think Lakers we, aren't going to go to the finals eight times. Who knows? Who knows? It's not happening. Takes ten years, did you say? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Ten years. People, were, people <laughs> were saying that about the Celtics probably in 2006. I don't think they have the people in place in the front office to to get there. I believe in magic from the start. You know that I did. I know. Um, but I think, and I, I was getting so many texts from friends just saying horrible things about Jalen during this game. Um, it's so frustrating. But, I mean, we can agree that he doesn't give a shit about these games. I mean, he's working on things that it's it's almost independent of of the the, strat, the win, wins and losses. He's, he's in his own world a little bit. I mean, excuse me, I am chewing as we were eating. Put some banners, Peter. Has there been a Heimlich maneuver on a podcast? <laughs> Uh, like, Walter McCarty started, did not start Demetrius Jackson. So, basically, like, Jalen had, uh, I mean... They threw him into the fire. Primary, like, playmaking responsibilities. And that's, like, it's a big part of the reason why Tatum didn't get going until the second half. Because Jalen's, like, not here to, like, his role in the NBA will not be setting people up. At least, I don't for the next... I don't know, as long as Isaiah Thomas is on the team, that won't be his role. So, I don't know, he's just kind of doing weird things. It's summer league, weird things are happening. He's, as, as you said, Rich, like, he's trying to create for himself a little bit also with, like, he's pounding the ball, the air out of the ball a little bit and just, like, showing off his handles that he's been working on all summer and 
creating separation with the step backs. It looks really pretty, but it's like it's really whatever. You can have off nights when you're playing basketball like that. I guess. I guess. I mean, you guys know my stance on him from last year. Is the well, I, the potential is there. The consistency. I would be hoping to see a little more consistency this summer. On, least, on what level? Just like shooting wise? Just no, because like the shooting. I mean, shooting wise, yes. That's I, I'm not expecting too much there generally. But like the handle, for instance, like right. he is still like when he's in transition or trying to fetch thing. That thing is that ball is coming up way too high. He gets very excited. He gets in really excited, and that makes him real vulnerable to strips and just a lot of turnovers. So that's something I'd like to see cleaned up a little more. Defensively, hasn't been great either. Everything good? Everything's great. Thank you. Um, that, 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 that wheel that, sounds that rusty fantastic. Wheel. Yeah. We gotta work on that. <laughs> um, but no, defensively, Mike, you mentioned it. The off-ball D and just like the communication there. Again, that's why Brad Stevens benched him a lot over the course of the year because he didn't have you know the trust isn't there yet and. You still got to work on that a little bit. Um, you mentioned him really quickly, and I know it's sort of like just assume that he's not going to be on the team. But I thought Demetrius Jackson played really well tonight. That was he a nice showed me back. a few things, like only point guard of the team, really. Yeah, and I wonder, like in the same in the way that we, like they were, we wondered during the conversation about you know who the trade, whether it was Marcus Avery and Jay, you know whether Rozier could have stepped up to fill one of those roles. I wonder if like someone happened to Rozier, if Demetrius Jackson could step in and play that role for the, for the Celtics. Uh, yes, all set, thank you. Are you a basketball are you a basketball fan? An NBA fan? Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah, who's your team? Dallas. Dallas? Dallas. <laughs> Where does that come from? <laughs> you like Dirk? No, my husband from Texas, I need to like, you know. Okay. <laughs> cool. His team. Otherwise, we fight, right? <laughs> but I'm for the winning team. That's me. That's a way. Right. Good That's the way. That's the way to go about it. Thank you. Thanks Thank you. a lot. Thank you guys. You're done too? Yes, I am. Excuse Thank me. you. You're welcome. I'm really slow eater. Take your time, guys. Just let me know if you need a box. Okay. okay. <laughs> Have you ever done a podcast before? No. No. No, you're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that would be my third job, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good night. For those who thought we were lying yeah. about actually having dinner right now, there's your answer. Um, so, is there any situation where Demetrius Jackson's on this team in oh, October? Yeah. He has to. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. this is his chance. Like the game, this game tonight, I feel like really helped himself. I mean, I think they'll bring him to training camp either way, but like I think you need to. He needs to get these reps now and show that he can be a, a semi-reliable third string point guard in this team. What about uh, Zizic's little up and under there? That was a Jesus. <laughs> That's his one move, and he's—I think he tried it a few times in summer league, but this was the first time he looked real good. With it looks smoother like Kevin McHale. Yeah, he got beasted by Zubac. Oh, Zubac man. looks it's... a lot better than him right now. Well, yeah, Zubac was in the NBA last year. Yeah, I know that the same—they're the same age. Zubac but... looks a little bigger too. Oh my God, he is a monster. Yeah, that dude is huge. Um, and I guess that allows me to transition to Semi really quick, who I think is like going to be the next like second round pick who breaks out in the NBA potentially. I know it's this is summer league, yada yada yada, but like what we said, and I don't expect him to go five for nine from beyond the arc basically ever again. I said that to the person I was sitting next to during the game, but his biceps are humongous. They put him on Zubac. Zubac couldn't move him, like. If you can be a small ball four who can't get wrecked in the post, I mean a small ball five, what's he, like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six maybe? 
Like yeah, and that three, and the, he got range. He's, I mean, he's gonna get. That's the thing. When he's out there, he's gonna get open shots with this team. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially if he's a small ball five, which is really interesting. And I'm sure Brett Stevens will not hesitate to experiment with that during the regular season if he's if he's on the roster. So. I Pretty exciting. For the, and for the last couple of years, the question in my head is if there's ever like a, a Royal Rumble with all the Celtics, like who would win? It was always like Marcus or Jay. Like who's who's going to come out? I think I'd probably still go Marcus. I'd go in semi. Right, but now there's a new contender is what I'm saying. Semi is like that dude, very rugged. Yeah. Like oh, wait, just, but what about Marcus Morris? Ooh, wow. Holy shit. So we need we need a Marcus Smart, Jay Carter, Mark, two Marcuses, Marcus Morris, uh, Semi, and who's going to be the fifth guy on that team? But that is... Ante. Ante, yeah. He's the... Yes. I mean, but he's not really going to be on the floor if those guys ever... Isaiah. Um, I mean, they have so many different things that they can do with this team. It is unbelievable. Versatility. It's, it's salivating, like the options, the lineup options, the combinations that Brad Stevens can throw out there. Very, very, very interesting stuff. And listen, we're not saying like, they're still going to get their ass kicked by the Warriors if they play if they play in the finals. But like within the realm of just a relative conversation, this is going to be it's going to be. I, I think I think they're going to get their one seat again. To be honest, I I think it, there's potential for them taking a step back in the regular season just because. You lose Avery, you lose Olenek. Those are important pieces in terms of your depth and the way that they play, uh, especially Kelly. So, and Isaiah's gonna have to change his game a little bit. Just well, there's a, just an adjustment. There's a little bit of a sacrifice with him. Isaiah's touches, Isaiah's shots. How is Gordon gonna come in? Uh, but I, on the other, we are I, getting Gordon Hayward in here, though. Yeah, to replace those guys. No, no, no. no, no, I'm, no I think the team is much better for it in games that matter. In right. a, a playoff series, that's why you get a player like that. But for the regular season, I'm not guaranteeing that they win more games than they did last not year. Sure. If, assuming health, they were also beat up a lot last year. Like a lot of guys had random stretches where they were right. out for. 10, 20 games like Horford, Avery, Avery. But I think, but that's like it's, that's what like Avery does. Yeah, and that's yeah. what's gonna happen. That's gonna happen again. And Morris, well, the, Morris, like doesn't miss games. Right. So that's I think you know a sneaky pro about that move is you get a guy that you can count on being on the floor. Um, and that was one of the few drawbacks of Avery's career. I feel like is that you can really you know he just was prone to getting. You know, serious injuries, I feel like. But also, the team playing well when he's out, low-key. I yeah. mean, a playoff series is a different thing, but he's not irreplaceable. Like, the way he functions in an offense is usually running off those DHOs and taking contested long twos. Like, we love Avery, but that was yeah. his role in the offense, and that's not, like, a great thing to have. One guy to mention real quick before he loses, and we talked about this a little bit, was uh, Abdul Nader. Very interesting player. It's gonna to be tough for him to make the team if you think keeping, so. If you're keeping Demetrius, right? So it might come back. So is this, is this gonna be the RJ Hunter Jim John oh, conversation? Hundred percent. <laughs> that was the first conversation we ever had in this podcast. Yeah. Was about we had to start. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we started really strong. Uh, RJ Hunter is a uh, point guard right now in the Portland Trailblazers summer league team. Really? Very interesting. Yeah. Like Evan Turner Jr. Yikes. But uh, but Nader, man, I think. So if it, I don't want to get into a conversation of Jackson versus Nader, but I'm excited. I'm excited about the the possibility of that guy being on the team this year. He's good. He's a good basketball player. He's an NBA player for sure. Rookie of the year in the G League. 
he's just super aggressive. Plays like really smart. He's got an NBA body. I don't know if he can shoot because I don't. I didn't watch the G League at all. Really, I'm not up to that. Uh, Is that a seamless thing for you now? Just say G League. Do you think about it every time you say it? Or? I like saying G League. It feels better to say G than D. Yeah. Is it is it um, sponsored by Gatorade or no? It's the Gatorade League. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I have a Gatorade League towel that I got at the draft that I gave everybody. It's pretty cool. It is. Yeah, it's okay. Like a hand towel or like a no, a big ass towel. I sat on it at July Fourth. Oh wow! Well. While you were texting, yeah. while you were texting, yeah. and while your fiance was just wanting <laughs> to, to look look into your eyes. <laughs> um, what else we got for this? I had a couple things that I wrote down just from just from watching the game. I think oh, Josh Hart. It's going to be awesome. It's kind of annoying. I want the Celtics to, to get him, but I thought he looked really good. Yeah, he's going to be a good pro, I think, for sure. But uh, I was sitting with a bunch of Lakers fans. Yeah, what's your fan experience? I want to hear about that. You yeah, yeah the, Rich the was crowd. in the crowd. I was in the crowd, and I, got, I, I was smuggled in illegally by a, a man on the street who I'm pretty sure had a tear tattoo. Um... I got in, and I, I was a I was a single. And it's, at summer league, there's no seats. It's just it's just general admission. You go and you, it's like a Southwest flight. Um, and as of as of someone being by myself, I could I could get really close. And I happened to be sitting just in a group of, I was gonna say horrible Lakers fans, but I guess that's a little redundant. It's yeah. That's... <laughs> um, a group of Lakers fans, but to be honest, man, like they, so it was super annoying because they, but the Lakers jumped out to a huge lead. They love, they just love, they love Lonzo. They love the Ball family. I would be very, ex- I don't know about the Ball family, but <laughs> I would be, I would be very. Quick sidebar. So I saw up close, backstage, quote unquote, uh, after the game in the media area, the whole Ball family walked by. So I was like right next to Levar. I. Don't know. I think like what are their, the brothers' names? Like Lamelo and Leangelo. Le- I feel so bad for Leangelo, by the way. Is he the that, youngest one? No, he's the middle one. The middle one. That's what I was. That story is not going to end well. He looks like he's not even in shape, and he's like got the UCLA scholarship. Is he dude. even good? What's the, I don't hear anything about that dude. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that he's going to be the black sheep. I'm so I, I, I don't know <laughs> how it's going to play out. UCLA scholarship already. Yeah. I've never seen him play, but anyway. So what, what, it could be like a Seth, maybe like a Seth Curry situation where he gets. Uh, He's gonna make a lot of money though. Seth Curry, yeah, yeah he can he's shoot. really good. Um, but yeah, so. But Lamelo, did you, did you guys watch that the, in between the quarters when Floyd's kid and, and Lamelo went head to head? Nope. Yeah. Shooting. Yeah. 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 Lamelo was legit, and Floyd's kid like embarrassed. Like, so it was one of those things where you take a layup, you take a foul shot, yeah. you take a three pointer, and you get the half court. Yep. And Floyd's kid did not even hit this foul shot. I was just. Oh, you're great. Yeah, still good. Yep. Thank you. Um, and the whole time, and it was one of those things where he just he missed probably like ten foul shots in a row. I was just like, what's gonna happen when they get home? Like. Oh jeez. Uh, oh really no. Dark. We're getting dark. What do you like? What? How does Floyd treat that? Do you think he's gonna well, be allowed out of his room for? Well, I, was Floyd even watching? No, he, I was. I was. I was sitting right across from Floyd. I was watching Floyd watch, and it was just. I just felt so sorry for this kid. That's a shame. Um, but yeah, the middle ball kid is. It's. Yeah, that's a. Uh, maybe who knows? Maybe, because it's none of the highlights are all. All the highlights are Lamelo. Yeah, and they're both on, this, on that same team, right? Were they on the same? I don't know anything about at this. Yeah, I've been mean, following the, the siblings as much. I see the videos where he, you know, points at the, the court and then. Yeah, that shoots from half. I yeah. thought he was the one who was the middle one this whole time. Right. Because he's dropping like ninety five points in high school game, whatever the hell he did. But yeah, poor middle one. That's a shame. But um, 
Yeah, so there Lakers was so much fans media for them. Him. There was a lot of media back there for oh my for god. Saying, every time, so like he, so he walked into the arena at one point, and literally it was like the Beatles. And I'm talking about uh, Lavar, not even Lonzo or any of the kids. Lavar walked in, and for like these Lakers fans who were probably like, I bet you it was like. These, these kids are probably 20, 20 to 25, probably 90% Asian, just the, the group that I was in. And they just went nuts when LeVar walked in. It was, it was, like, it was like the Beatles getting off the, getting off the plane. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it was, it was in a way, like, it's been a pretty horrible experience the last couple of years to be a Lakers fan. And I know we're not supposed to feel anything for them, but they generally seem happy. And I'll say this, they weren't talking, they were... They weren't talking too much shit about the Celtics. They they, they, they were kind it's of res- really difficult to. I feel they like. were respecting Jay. They respect for Jay Jalen. They respect for Tatum. They it really. I was expecting to be more sort of like offended or just put off by being like in in their midst. But like, I actually didn't hate them. I'm, I feel like when you go through what they went through the past couple of years, how bleak it was. Uh, the head coaching situation with Byron, uh, you know, Mitch Kupchak, and um, what's his face? Bus. Yeah. Like, now that they're out, it's like it was cloudy before, it was raining all the time, and at least, like, that's gone. And you, you can yeah. look forward towards whatever happens in the future with, you know, the best player in your franchise's history is now the president, and you have. Uh, Rob Palenka, who looks competent, and... Was that Palenka sitting next to Magic? Looks exactly like Rob Lowe. Yeah, okay, yes. so it is him. He dresses the part, too. Hugged uh, LeVar Ball backstage, which is very funny. Um, but you just see, like, like Magic. Like, Ben Simmons is back there, too. And they have this long conversation they embrace. And it's like, I have a feeling that... Magic Johnson in big free agent meetings is going to be a closer. That's why I believe. It could from the, be. From the, from the very start. Because the guy... And, and as he, long as you manage the cap, like, as long as he's not dealing with the cap at all, I think... Which they, you won't be. They could have... They could be at a... Because he used to always talk about, like, you know, like the difference between Magic and Irvin. Mm-hmm. You know, Magic was the guy on the court, was the winner. Irvin was the guy who was doing, you know, whatever else he was doing. But <laughs> this... When Magic is doing business, like that's Magic, right? You know what I mean? Like I don't think this is the Magic Johnson hour, Magic Johnson. I think this is the uh, five championships in yeah ten years people, or whatever he did. People Magic respect Johnson. him as they should, and people like players like you know listen. And that's when like in these meetings where they're getting wine and dine and stuff like that, you need a difference maker in Magic. I yeah, like I was talking guy. to someone who knows the Lakers really well the other day, and. I was talking about him, do you take magic seriously? And he's like, At when Shaq had the statue ceremony, magic was not there because he was scouting college basketball with Rob Palenka. And guess who was there? Phil Jackson. Which ah. says a lot, I think, about right. people in that role and the work that they need to put in. You can't just like... It's a very ridiculous job. Like it's not a nine-to-five job at all. And I think if you treat it that way, you are going to be terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, and and to bring it back, that's why for Celtics fans, like, it's so fortunate to have like the amount of work that I mean, we know Zarin a little bit. He does not do much more out than than figure out ways to make the Celtics a better team. Like I think a lot of these trades wouldn't necessarily. 
even happen without the the insane amount of just like you know you're on the phone with everyone you're 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 juggling fifteen thousand trade conversations at the same time. No, I mean their whole staff just eat, breathes, like lives basketball. They and they travel the globe. They you know will search everywhere and everything, and they try to figure out every single. And, and, it, and, it, and it comes down to like so Danny Ainge is a Celtic right in the, in the sense that Doc Rivers claimed that he was but Danny Ainge <laughs> is a Celtic Zarin is a lifelong hardcore Celtics fan like these guys are, are are doing this for the team that they would be rooting for with all their effort and energy anyways you know no, you a, want to see it's a professional obligation obviously you're being compensated and you want to do a good job because that makes you feel good about yourself and your self-worth but also, like, the benefit of knowing that you are, like, helping the Celtics be successful, I think. The Celtics are your fantasy team, basically. Yeah, which is, <laughs> it's mind-boggling to even think, I mean, like, being in that position would just be a dream, but that I would personally probably ruin you know, overnight. <laughs> um, should I wrap it up with one story from last night? A fun uh, please, story? please. Okay, so, I was out at uh, Encore at a bar and Jerry Stackhouse happened to be there and Jamal McGlure and Stackhouse is coaching a D-League team right now yeah Yeah, Toronto Toronto. yeah and was he an assistant in the NBA recently I think he went straight to the head coach thing I thought he was behind the bench in Toronto for a little while and they made him the head head coach of the D-League team anyway so for whatever reason I was Jerry Stackhouse was my favorite player growing up as a kid ooh did not know this he my why I, I, Next I was, Jordan. I was into so my AOL screen name, like my AIM name, is, is such a tool. But UNC twenty three forty two, oh for University gosh. of North Carolina, then Jordan and Stackhouse. Mine was worse. It was uh, B balling King eleven. Oh god, that's so bad. <laughs> Were B balling King one through ten already taken, or is or no? Is eleven's it? my favorite number, <laughs> which is why I actually I like. I'm very excited that when Jalen picked eleven, I was like, I mean, uh, Tatum picked eleven, I was like, oh. Yes, this dude is going to the Hall of Fame. Were you B-Rob 21? I was BTR7. That was the most boring, boring, <laughs> BTR7. boring, boring screen name ever. Okay. So I had that. Like, I literally, I I had that screen name. I had, like, his his first ever preseason game for the Sixers was against the Celtics. So it was on, like, local television. Like, I still have the VHS of Jerry Stackhouse's first preseason game. I had that. He had that sick uh, Sports Illustrated cover. Where it's like fading into, it's like Jordan fading into Stackhouse. Oh no, no, it was one. It's, I think it was the one where he had like the rever- that, that awesome reverse dunk against Duke. I think it was a shot of that. Or it was like it wasn't even reverse. It was like sort of an under. Sure. Anyways, I had it all. So Stackhouse walks in, <laughs> and uh, and his son is, sit- is sitting sitting next to me at the table, and his son is a, a monster. Not tall. He played football at, at UNC actually, and then it hurt his knee, so he couldn't. We start to talking. I give his son this whole speech that I just gave you I was like I just want you to know your dad was a hero you know like I was like that's just my screen name and he told me what his screen name was it was very similar um, <laughs> and he's like he's probably he's still at UNC so I think he's like 22 or 21 so we go through this whole thing I'm like, like just basically kissing his dad's ass in front of him and he's loving it like he's really okay, into it sure. he's like dude that's so awesome goes and gives me a high five he slapped my hand so hard and knocked my drink out of my hand <laughs> like I have never received a high five as powerful as Jerry Stackhouse's son. I literally so did it dra- spill over him or no? Over we didn't. No, but it fell onto the onto the cushion that we were uh, standing okay. on. Right. It definitely didn't hit, but it literally soaked my shoes, uh, and he didn't even see it happen. So, yeah. I, I think so. I think I played that 
All played, right. Played that cool. Nice. Yeah. But then we were cool. We were cool for the rest of the night. But it was pretty. A pretty. Did you talk to Jerry though? Did you talk to? No, I didn't go anywhere close. You to don't Jerry's even side. want to know. But childhood hero. You yeah, don't I don't want to talk to. All right, all right, that's fair. But Stackhouse is all, has the classic stories about him. Like he's one of the guys that you don't like. He was sort of. Uh, I don't know who like the last. Like Matt Barnes, right? Yeah, yeah guys, you don't mess with. Jerry Stackhouse was was that dude. Yeah. I have Stackhouse's cell in my. Really? Like, should, we, number. should we call him right no, now? No, actually, <laughs> I would not. I've, I, when I got it, I got it for a story a long time ago that I was reporting, and I left one voicemail. It took me a long time to actually work with the courage up to leave a voicemail, just because like I could just get... He's just a very intimidating person. I've heard a lot of stories about him physically assaulting people in public. So, and it wasn't even like a controversial story at all. I was just like, I wanted to talk to him. So I finally left a voicemail and he never responded. And I was just like, we'll leave it at that. And that was, it was it. wonderful. Yeah. You throw your fucking delete the number. <laughs> the, the, the famous one is that at his UNC, uh, when he was a freshman, you know, I remember like freshman year, they do orientation. They have like the icebreakers. Everyone like, goes around and like says something about themselves or whatever. Yeah. So they went around the big room and everyone's doing a thing. And Stackhouse st- stands up in front of his entire class. He's like, my name's Stack. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> and sat back down. <laughs> I'll break the ice. <laughs> and that was it. Um, all right. I, I mean, we have to end it on that. The dinner, the dinner podcast, I think, is a smash yeah. success. We have a fourth member now of the, of right. the podcast, yes. the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> yes. Uh, legendary wagers. I'm saying we need some more Mavericks perspective on this podcast. That's the, the feedback that we keep what getting. What do you think about the Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> Are you still working on your plate? I'm all set. Thank you. We were just talking about you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all set here. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah.